Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Two Star Podcast. This is episode nine, and I am your largely incompetent host, Daniel. And with me are my partners in... Love. Eroticism. Eroticism, indeed. Who are you? I, Graham. And who are you? I, Adam. Fantastic. Right, on with the show. We apparently need to give motorbike drivers a lesson in English. Yes. Care to explain? Well, what is the act of conveying a car from one location to another known as? Driving. Correct. What is the same action on a motorbike known as? Driving. No, they call it riding, the knobends. Well, like like a horse. Exactly. They think their motorbike is a horse. Do they, well, like, do they stop and in feed the, it's it? like it's killed them. Well, yeah, but it doesn't eat as much hay. That's true. So I think that riding a motorbike is is completely the wrong verb. I think riding is a passive act, like you can ride on a roller coaster. That's because you're not in control of it. You can ride on a horse because the horse will do whatever the fuck a horse wants. You've got no say in the matter. But That's a true. motorbike, you are driving. Yeah, hmm. I agree with that. So I think anyone who says they ride a motorbike or they refer to motorbike drivers as riders, they are objectively wrong. Yep. Yeah, can't really argue with that. Yeah. I mean, if they don't want to say it's driving because they're racist against cars, then there were plenty of other. They could they could pilot it. Yep. Yeah. Or they could sail. Well, sailing, I sailing, suppose, no, yeah. just for boats with sails. But what do you do on a boat that doesn't have sails? Like, I think they have ones that are powered by diesel these days. I think they still mm. refer to it as sailing. Like, it's still... That's insane. It's, it's become, like, just a kind of all-purpose term for travelling on the oceans. Or, indeed, other bodies of water. But that's driving as well. They could drive a boat. And you drive yeah, you can, yeah. And, and you drive a plane. You, you can know? pilot a boat as well. But pilot shouldn't even be a verb. Pilot is a noun. You are the pilot. You drive the plane. Yes, but also you pilot the plane. And you could be the driver. Well, there's no difference in but driving and pilot. you the pilot. driver who pilots the plane. Oh, I as see well as the too. pilot who drives the plane. I know. So the, Can there, you pilot your car, though? Well, why not? What's the difference? I don't know. The only difference I can see is that piloting something, you get to go up and down as well as left and right. That's the only difference. Well, you can't go up and down on the ship. I Fuck. mean, you go up and down uh, with the waves, sure, but so not you, very much. But what do you do on a submarine? Uh, I don't know. I was in a submarine recently. You went to Portsmouth? Yeah. I've been tracking you. Have you? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was on Facebook, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. There was a submarine there. It was cramped and noisy. And did you... Did you drive it? Well, I don't know, because the person who does the shouting and saying where it's going to go isn't the same as the person who actually presses the button that makes it go there. So which one of them is driving it and which one of them is piloting it? But those little one-man submarines that possibly don't exist, but I've seen on TV, what do you do with them? Mm. I I would say you pilot those. That's mental. It definitely feels like a piloting... Yeah, well, that does go up and down as well, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So you sail a ship, you pilot a submarine and or a plane, and you drive a car or a motorbike, and you are a passenger on a horse. Mm. So you ride it. I suppose you could crash your motorbike. You could crash anything if you want. 
Or yeah, there's no, there's no particular requirements for that. You yeah. crash a horse. But yeah, riding just implies no control. I mean, re- you ride a plane, I suppose, if you're the passenger, don't you? But there's no verb for that. So we've got too many verbs because we've got pilot as a verb unnecessarily as well as a noun. But then there's no verb for being a passenger in a plane. No, you you simply, you, I suppose you fly, but you don't fly. You're merely flying. But the pilot flies the plane. Yeah, that's true. So I think the English language needs an intervention. And that's what we're going to give it. So we need to strip it out of some of the needless verbs. This is why nobody else in the world speaks English. Mm. Shit like we've got this. Any other words we need to strip out just on the basis of it. If, just, if we're going to go in, we might as well do the whole thing. I think we need to get a thesaurus and any synonyms, just, just get rid of them, because you don't need them. I, I was going to say moist. We should get rid of moist. Damp is fine. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So you can have, what's tepid mean? Is that that's to do with temperature, isn't it? Yeah, that's like kind of you know warm, but kind of not very. I don't I don't know where it sits between tepid and lukewarm. Well, yeah, I was going to say, what is lukewarm? I think it's tepid. Well, this is mental. Why do we have two words? Know, None, tepid, of, neither of which make any sense, or that I know what they are. Yeah. What, what if you don't have a luke around to see how warm he is? Exactly. I don't know what lukes. No. Have we fixed the English language? I think we, we might have made it worse. All oh, right. Well, you have to destroy before you rebuild. Yeah, you you can't yeah. make a language omelette without breaking some word eggs. That's uh, very true. Terrible metaphor, but carry on. Well, I'm sorry, Actually, but we've just fucked the language up, so it makes it much harder to come up with constructive metaphors. But don't even get me started on eggs, because you have boiled eggs, fried eggs, scrambled eggs, and then just an omelette. It should be adjective, then eggs. And then eggs benedict. They've fucked it up and they've got the words the wrong way around. Mm. True. I'm going to forgive eggs benedict, though, because eggs benedict are delicious. But what is eggs benedict? It's just poached eggs with hollandaise sauce, isn't it? And bacon and a muffin. Oh, okay. Well, that often. But yeah. So I suppose that's poached eggs, so that's a bit different. But omelette, it, it needs a better name. Mm. You can't eggs. just have omeletted eggs. You can have broken eggs, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, but again, that's like saying that you crash something. Like it's easy to do that. I don't. Anyone can yeah, but you're trying to break the eggs when you make omelets. That's that's where the saying comes from. You have to break the eggs to make the omelet. Ergo, they should be broken eggs. We have to break eggs to make anything with eggs. You have to break eggs to make a cake. You have to break eggs to make pancake. You you. There's nothing you could do with eggs. You you literally cannot make anything with eggs without breaking the eggs, unless it's some kind of like egg statue that you're constructing. Painted Easter eggs. as yeah, you, know, you can think... make those without breaking some eggs. What about boiled eggs? Well, you, you can't eggs... eat them, but you can make them. Actually, that's true. Okay, you can well... make boiled eggs without breaking some eggs. But, you but I think until you've taken them. the top off, ready for your soldiers to be dippy-dipped, I don't think it counts as made. Because the, the problem with eggs, with boiled eggs, how do you know it's boiled until you have taken the top off? It's like, it's like Schrodinger's egg. Well, there's always people with like these really bizarre recipes for how you boil an egg. So someone will say, you take your egg, and you get your boiling water, and you take it off hob, and you jam the egg in, and you leave it for precisely 7 minutes and 39 seconds, and it's perfect. And it never works for me. I have never encountered anyone saying that. Well, really? Well, yeah. 
Maybe I'm just weird. To be fair, have, have you done a lot of research into egg boiling? Because it sounds like Dan has. I've got a book called yeah. To Boil an Egg. Is it the one by Delia? No. Was it was it something that you felt you needed? Yes. Okay. It's a book that everyone, when they're moving out for the first time, should have. Because it tells you mm-hmm. how to boil an egg. Which, actually, when you want to do boiled eggs for the first time in your life, you realise you have no idea how long to do it for. And you think, don't know, like a minute, that'll do. And then you puke for the rest of the evening. So it's a good book. And it, but it tells you other stuff as well, like how to make... Well, I don't know, I don't think I've ever looked at anything else in it apart from how to boil an egg. But I pretty much have to look it up every time I boil an egg, where, how long to do it for. Because yeah, I don't think I've boiled an egg for over a year. I don't think I've ever boiled an egg. Really? I don't like eggs, so... Why not? What? Because I'm strange, and I don't like eggs. What about fried eggs? No. What about scrambled eggs? No. Poached eggs? No. Omeletted eggs? No. None of these eggs. Egg sandwiches? No. Chocolate eggs? Yes. Got ya! Fuck. Caviar. Have you ever had caviar? Because it's really fucking horrible. I haven't. Yeah, I'm not a fan, to be honest. I imagine it would be on the basis that it's incredibly salty and yeah. it's it's salty fish balls. And well, I do mean balls in the unpleasant sense. But why is um expensive stuff crap? Because well, all it's, expensive stuff. it's just rare. Like it's not like, difficult to obtain. It's not it's not expensive because it's good. It's expensive because poor people can't get hold of it. Mm. Like, but, you know, it's, it's uh, it has it has prestige. But it's because so they don't want to get hold of it because it's shit. Well, yeah. Like mm. a really like we, you go to a really expensive sushi restaurant and the most expensive thing on the menu, if it hasn't been prepared properly, will make you die. Well, well then maybe I just won't eat that. Apparently, I worked out why that is. It's because the um, the poison, if you only have a little bit of it, makes you all tingly. I mean, obviously, you can get the same effect from those pop rock things, but you can't have pop rocks in a posh restaurant. And that's why this society is fucked. Yep, if you just basically. have pop rocks, then it, everything would be fine forever. Mm. Well, on the subject of society being fucked, um, this is obviously our election special. Which is good news because I do have an erection. Because the uh, by the time this podcast goes up, it will almost be time for the election. It might be after. I'm quite busy this week. Okay, so in which case, uh, the results have already been announced and we're fucked. And we won. So I, we think, are I, think, I think we can say without any worries that the outcome will be terrible for everybody involved. Um, but as it is, you know, the election, I thought I would I would do a little election-themed quiz for, for you two. Okay. Um, Sounds good. So, I, I, without further ado, I give you politics or bollocks, um, which... Bollocks sound really painful. Yes. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's not something you want. It's... Um, Bollocktical, bollocktical erection. Yes, yes, That's it is. Combining the two um, um, genital-related words that are slightly related to puns on election-related themes. Carry on. So what I have here is a, a number of statements that have been made either by political candidates that are standing for election this year, or by political parties. And I need you to tell me whether they are genuine or bollocks. Okay. Um, you make politics confer. or bollocks. Precisely. So you may confer. I had bollocks once. <laughs> I did not 
ever want to know that. I, I just said it for a comic effect. Okay, that's good. Okay, so, number one. Is this good a know. real thing that a politician said, or did I just make it up? Or somebody else make it up? Maybe it's something as simple as there are certain mental health conditions which are more common, where people can wear a wristband, this wristband to identify they have the condition, so we can perhaps not diagnose, but spot it earlier and ensure that we deal with it. I believe that that is politics, because it's something that the UKIP would say. It's something that a mentalist would say, so I'm going with politics. Well, yeah. you're close. It is not, in fact, UKIP. It, <gasps> is, uh, it is a Conservative candidate, Chamali Fernando, who suggested that anyone with any kind of mental health condition should wear a wristband to identify themselves so that people know they have a mental health condition. They could just have a number tattooed on their hand, couldn't they? Yes, yeah. I mean, that that's yeah. never worked out badly in the past. No, and like that would be... On the back of the head or something, or... Yeah. So, you, you may notice a theme that most of these are terrible things that people have said. Mm. Um, so, on to number two. Uh, Britain is being battered by storms yet again, not long after the worst storms in over a hundred years. Whilst I feel for those affected by these acts of God, is it perhaps God's reply to the Cameron Coalition government's ungodly change to the law on marriage? Well, sadly, I know for a fact that is real. Yeah. Which, uh, as amazing as that sounds, that's what an actual person who wants to be a member of Parliament thinks. You was are correct. For a no, no, that was a UKIP candidate, Ted Strike, who mm. uh, who said that the floods were because of the gays, um, and more specifically the fact that the coalition had uh, legalised gay marriage, um, which, as we all know, causes floods. Floods in my pants. I was going to say, I just thought it was tasteless. Oh. Okay, number three. We want to reach out to women and have a conversation about the kitchen table and around the kitchen table, (laughs) not an economy that just reaches the boardroom table. Now, is that politics or politics? I'm hoping that you made that up. I'm pretty certain you did, though. Yeah, I did not make that up. That was uh, Labour MP Lucy Powell, who was talking about their ridiculous pink bus that they were using to go around talking to I women about election about issues. Um, that was almost as hilarious as the time that was her, bugged by a stag pot, uh, hen yeah. party. That was her attempt to justify it and go, it's okay, this is a genuine outreach programme to women, which is why we're going to be doing it around the kitchen table and talking about the kitchen table and not anything, you know, important or or prestigious like a boardroom table, because women wouldn't be anywhere near that. Don't you find it weird when women are sexist against women? What the fuck is wrong with these bitches? <sighs> it's a very good question. Yeah. Moving swiftly on to number four. Her husband shouldn't have let her say that, really, should he? No, he needs to have words. Yeah. Number four. I re- really believe that the pagans and the abortionists and the feminists and the gays and the lesbians who are actively trying to make that alternative lifestyle, all of them have tried to secularise this country, I point the finger in their face and say, you help this happen. I'm going to say that's real and it was a Liberal Democrat or a member of the Green Party. I'm going to guess a member of the SNP. Uh, you are both wrong. Ah. Was, uh, Jerry Falwell, who's an American evangelical preacher, who also thinks the gays are to blame for most things. Um, mm. Which, you know, seems to be a common theme. So I'm afraid you're wrong. Mm. Okay. Number five. When John Travolta sang You're the One That I Want in the musical Greece, <laughs> he wasn't talking about the country Greece. Greece is currently undergoing a financial crisis, and I'm sure you'll agree isn't the one that we want. Is that that awful Katie Hopkins woman? 
close. It sounds like this. a brown box. Oh, this, go on, tell this me. was an actual quote from a genuine Roger Helmer MEP for UKIP uh, email <laughs> that he sent out himself and was definitely not uh, a fake. You're, you're correct. It was, it was definitely the real Roger Helmer that sent out the newsletter. It was not in any way a spoof put together by uh, another podcast. Uh, it was definitely Roger Helmer. So yep. Graham is correct there. Yep. Excellent. Um, but yes, you're right. It sounds exactly like the sort of thing that Katie Hopkins would say, except possibly a little too mild. Mm. Okay, next up. So, the Muslims have infiltrated the Labour Party. What a surprise. Who would have guessed such a thing was possible? The Labour Party of Diane Abbott and Harriet Harman infiltrated by the evil cult of Islam. Wow. Hmm. I really hope it's politics, just because one of these awful things... Ha- no, no, hang on, the previous one was politics. Um I'm not sure, actually. No, I'm going to guess politics. I think that's a real thing that a Conservative said. Close. It's a real thing that a UKIP candidate said, uh. Stephen Latham. Um, so, you were nearly there. It is surprisingly difficult to tell the difference mm. between UKIP and Conservative politicians. That's, I think, perhaps uh, the most worrying aspect of this quiz. Yes, yeah, I think it is. You see, I'll, I'll get back to it when we, when we finish the quiz. Okay. Penultimate, penultimate quote. We will break the formal link between British courts and the European Court of Human Rights. In future, Britain's courts will no longer be required to take into account rulings from the court in Strasbourg. This will make our Supreme Court the ultimate arbiter of human rights matters in the UK. That's sort of shite that Farage would have said, I guess. It's probably the sort of shite that Cameron would have said, to be honest. It's mm-hmm. politics, Dan, I'm sure. Dan, you are correct. It is a Conservative Party proposal yes. for reworking of the Human Rights Act. Oh to stop those pesky Europeans from making sure we have human rights. I mm. hate human rights. Exactly. Just they're, just they're nothing but a pain in the arse. Okay, final quote. Separate passports for terrorists. Terrorists should be required <laughs> by virtue of law to apply for separate passports in which they give their full contact details, number of explosives, and time as well as location of any plot. This would save time and money in gathering intelligence and could also help to identify the intended ambitions behind any atrocities. That's the most sensible thing we've heard throughout this entire quiz. That just, I mean, that is clearly a logical uh, solution to the problem. So, do you believe that's politics or politics? Given that it's logical and makes sense, I think it's fake. Dan? Yeah, agreeing with um, Graham's, uh, Graham's logic. I'm afraid you're both wrong. That is a formal stance from the Monster Aving Looney Party manifesto. Do they still exist? They do still exist. They have a terrible website with lots of spelling mistakes. Good for them. So there we go. Uh, congratulations. You got quite a few of those right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, we're all very much losers for having these people representing us. Yeah. yeah. So there's this website, right, called voteforpolicies.org.uk. Oh, I've and seen that. It's, it's quite sensible, sort of on the face of it so it tells you what each of the parties wants to do in their manifestos and says which one do you want and then you sort of read all the different manifesto commitments pick them and it tells you what party you should vote for so the sad thing was i did it a couple of times and i couldn't tell the freaking difference not just like between ukip and the conservatives but between the conservatives and labor it was utterly utterly depressing i I did the thing to vote Go on, who were you supposed to vote for? Uh, well, a quarter Labour, a half Lib Dem, and a quarter Conservative. 
which is deeply that? confusing. Hmm? Yeah, I, I I did it a couple of months ago, and I got like twenty percent for like Labour, Conservative, Liberal Democrat, and Green. It's like, well, this really helps me decide who to vote for based on the fact that clearly nobody is representative of the things that I want in a country. Yeah. I did, uh, I did one on another site. I don't, can't remember what it was called, uh, and I ended up, I think, seventy-eight percent Green Party, and there's no candidate in where I am. Yeah, it's basically all these all these sites really do. They're supposed to, you know, let you vote, you know, make your make your decision on who you should vote for based purely on the policies rather than like who you feel you should vote for because your parents did or because whatever. Um, but all they really do is make you really depressed that there isn't actually anyone that represents your views. Mm. Um, well, if you uh, the other one is Democratic Dashboard, and when you go on there, it tells you all the stats for your constituency and it tells you what your vote is worth. Uh, compared to an average vote, because if you're in a very safe constituency, it's obviously a lot less than being in a marginal. And I am in an ultra-safe Labour seat, and my vote is worth half a vote. So I might as well not get out of bed on the 5th or 7th of May. I don't know where it is, whenever. Uh, it is the 7th of May. Yeah, I might as well just stay in bed. I've gone to the website, I've clicked the search button, and it's not doing anything. Ah, okay, so... Uh, it's all pretty close. Last five MPs have all been short, squat, red stick men. <laughs> what you look uh, for in a politician. Exactly. So um, it's low inequality, apparently. Uh, nobody gives a shit because they've only spent 56p per vote. Um, my vote is worth 1.8 of the average seat. Wowzer. So I only have to vote like... A third of a time to be equivalent to one of your votes. Yeah, I've got to vote twice just to get on an even keel with everybody else. Yeah, well, yeah. apparently there are lots of young people in my constituency. Well done. Yeah, I thought so. But yeah, so it's uh, the odds are currently on for Labour to win by a bit. So I'm going to have to get out and vote for everybody just because it's only fair. I don't want to take sides. It'll shock you all to know that um, Guildford is a fairly safe Conservative seat. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, well, the thing is, as I've only got normal candidates, if you like. I've got Labour, Lib Dem, Conservative, Green and UKIP. I've not got any interesting party standing in, in my constituency. I'm just going to draw a big dick on the ballot paper. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? That's how you vote for UKIP. Oh, cool. That's right. I think it's right worse as a clear preference. So as long as you've got a dick against one and balls against all the others, you're fine. It's a legal ballot. No, yeah, yeah, because Dick is uh, Dick. He's a lawyer. Beats balls. That's, that's legal advice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Um, so, have you guys got any comedy parties? No, because well, I know like, you know. No, my MP is Yvette Cooper, so it's that safer seat that nobody but yeah. the main, but the main three and UKIP are even bothering to field a candidate. So, so I have John Morris from the Peace Party, Nonviolence, Justice, Environment. Jerry Smith from Cannabis is Safer Than Alcohol, <laughs> whose picture is exactly what Oh, I hope it's a marijuana leaf. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a, a slightly dopey-looking blonde woman. And Susan Parker from the Guildford... Oh, she doesn't even have a website. What kind of rubbish party doesn't have a website? The Peace Party's got two bloody Facebook pages, and she can't even get a website together. I think I'm going to have to um, come back down yeah. to Guildford for my vote, because it sounds a lot more interesting than here. Yeah. Well, we're still, we're still going to end up with Anne Milton, which is... Meh. But, um, yeah, she's no, come down and vote for the Meth party. party. She's standing for the Meth Party. I'd vote for that. No, she's standing, well, Conservative Party. Oh. So, yes. <laughs> yes. <Zing. laughs> That's cutting satire right there. Yeah, Rory yes. Bremner 
can't he ain't got shit on me. Yes. So with voting, you know you don't have to like sign in or bring any ID. There's literally nothing to stop me just going up and saying that I'm my neighbour an hour after I voted previously and then doing it again. No, that's correct. That's a pretty fucked up system, isn't it? It really is. Because all you need to know is somebody's name and address. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of how it works. And um, I guess you'd need a variety of glue-on moustaches. Mm, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, how many shifts do they do it in? Because they can't be there all day because of uh, the European working time directive, those bloody Europeans. So it's going to be different people in the morning to the afternoon and the evening. So I could easily vote at least three times. Yeah. Well, so you just have to work out which of your neighbours doesn't give a shit. Well, if no, I'd just have to get there early, and when they get there, it's their problem, isn't it? So what you'd vote is them to start with, and then you later on in the day? Yeah, I'm not going to spaff my vote early on, because they're not going to no. figure it out. And uh, mm-hmm. there's literally nothing they can do about that. Nope. Although, obviously, it's worth pointing out that if you do get caught involved in electrical electrical fraud, if you get caught involved <laughs> in electrical fraud, they can prevent you from electricaling for five years. Um, well, I'm, I'm already banned from so, electricaling after that bodge job I did on your wiring. That's true. Um, and, and several people died there. And no one's going to die here. It's just some voting. So hang on, hang on. So if you manage to vote like three times... You then lose your vote for five years, which is one yes. vote. Which oh, is, only so, if you get caught. So in five years, when there's another election, I'll be all right again. So literally, there is no disincentive to voting as anyone you can think of. As long as you vote for it as enough people to compensate for the fact that you potentially won't be able to vote for another five years. But you won't vote for five years because the election won't be for five years. But of course, but also... You- you can vote to someone yeah. else next year. Well, this is the thing. I was going to tell you, it's very much taking the view that people do when they get banned from driving and they just go, well, fuck it, I'm just going to keep driving anyway. And then they get caught and so they get banned from driving again. But the next one, I'll just say yeah. that I'm my neighbour again. They're not going to ban so, all yeah, of Precisely, us. that's yeah. what I mean. So yeah. if they ban you from voting this next year, you'll, you won't be able to vote as yourself. You'll have to vote as some other people. Um, so they're, they're you can also try, you can also try postal voting. Yeah, you can also try postal voting as some other people. Oh, that's, I think that's the easiest mm. way to do fraud, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how all the professionals do it. Dan, I just need some quick legal advice. Will I go to prison for this? It depends. Have you got to visit anyone in prison anytime soon? No. Well, then probably not. So I definitely cannot be convicted and sentenced to prison if I do this electrical fraud. That's what you're saying? No, electrical fraud is absolutely fine. Okay, brilliant. Well, I'm going to do that. I've uh, consulted my lawyer, and he mm. said, fill your boots. What does fill your boots mean? With piss? I presume like food, but that's just because I like food. But then you why would you fill your boots with food? Yeah. I don't know. To be honest, I can't think what I, I what you would fill your boots with apart from your feet. And I do that every day. They're my boots. If I want to put my boots on, then I don't need anyone's permission. Maybe that just means that we're actually, you know, living out there on the edge, being, you know, wild and primal people because we fill our boots every day. This is another example of why the English language is stupid. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Maybe you should fill something else. Like I was going to say, fill your bag. No, that's a bit rubbish. Pockets. Yeah. Yeah, fill your pockets. Stuff your pockets. Yeah. Hmm. Right. So, well, are we the election done? dealt with? Yes, As, we're done. Yeah, on the we, were, we can do an election special. I know. Well, this is the election special. We can do a uh, results special where we stay up until 
2 or 3 a.m. recording a podcast of us watching the results come in. Uh, I'm afraid I can't because I will be I will be spending the election night uh, drinking a lot of alcohol and watching the results come in. Well, I think that yeah, so? that's what I said. But we'll just record it. Yeah, yeah but I, I will not be at home, so unfortunately, I will not be able to participate in any kind of podcast recording. You got a mobile phone, haven't you? Yes. All right, problem solved. All right, sorted. Okay, uh, so. so- that, 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 by the way, will be a special out-of-band episode, which will not fall into our normal numbering scheme. Good, good, good. It may um, also be four or five hours long. Yeah. And mostly concerned with incoherent swearing. Yeah. I think it'll be our best yet. In fairness, we're probably going to have like the results special, and then the, oh god, they still haven't actually decided on the government special, and then the, the Queen has actually declared herself dictatorial ruler special in six months' time. Well, I'm hoping that we go down the Belgian route of not having a government for like 18 months because it worked out really well for them and they got loads of stuff done. Well, I think what we'll do is we'll all... What time do polling stations open? Like 7 or something? We'll all get up. 7am to 10pm. Vote at 7. So we'll start recording at 8 and then we'll go through until there is a new government. And keep drinking, obviously. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Well, I've already got the Friday off work, so I've got until the Monday. That's have fine. you genuinely taken the Friday off work for like election day results? Well, I've taken the Friday off work because I intend to spend the entirety of the Thursday night drinking. Well, that's a good reason. I'm just going to go um, to bed. Because, because it is a friend's birthday that just happens to coincide with the general election. So we're going to get very, uh, very drunk and hurl abuse at political candidates. I mean, participate in the democratic process. Yes, of course. So I felt it was wise to take the Friday off work. It also no, means that I... Don't ha- I can I can just curl up in bed and cry once the results have been announced. It'll be fine. I'm looking forward to President for Life, Nicola Sturgeon. Okay, so dental torture. What the hell? Oh, I I had my face stabbed with all kinds of horrible Im- implements this afternoon um, because on my last visit to the dentist, uh, he uttered the terrifying words, "I think you need to see the dental hygienist." Um, and booked me in to do so. Uh, so I went and sat in a chair, and a woman looked at my mouth and went, I'm going to scrape your teeth for 15 minutes until you start crying. That was nice, huh? Uh, yes, Normally it was. you have to pay quite a lot of money for that sort of service. Well, it doesn't really do much for me, to be honest. Um, but mm. it's, it's not a particularly exciting thing. Uh, it's very much a well. If you if you'd looked after your teeth a little bit better, we wouldn't have to do this. And you know full well that regardless of how well you've looked after your teeth, they will find an excuse to get those implements out because you know otherwise it's just you know wasted money just sitting there if they're not using them. You know when you go to the dentist and they say, "How often do you floss?" <laughs> Is the correct response not just what Dan did, and then to say, "I never fucking floss." What do you think I am? I think that's pretty much, like, it's one of those things where, well, twice a day, obviously. But it, that's that's just understood as, I don't do it. Yeah. This isn't fucking madmen. Nobody flosses. I think my general answer is, last night, because I remembered I was going to the dentist today. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much comes down to it, doesn't it? I, I literally have a thing of floss in my bathroom cabinet that has been there for about ten years. And I use one length every time I go to the dentist. And it hasn't run out yet. That's a good uh, dental chat. Mm. So yes, what has Graham been doing with his microwave? Well, you know microwaves? I do. I'm very familiar with them. 
how long should a microwave oven last, do you think? I, I would say three to five years would be my expectation of like normal operation. Yeah, well, I've had mine for about nine and a half years, and it's still yeah. working fine. But it's quite an exciting thing to buy, isn't it? So I'd quite like to buy a new one. Well, it's one of those things where if you bought a microwave ten years ago, it'll probably last longer than a microwave that you buy today. Yeah. Because the, the, like, the durability of these things is just going down and down and down. Um, also, if you buy a really cheap microwave this time, it'll probably go tits up within six months and you can get another new one. It was only 30 quid, so I wouldn't expect. Oh, Christ. How can something that costs £30 last nearly 10 years? That doesn't make any sense. I'm going to guess that your microwave is just one of those outliers in the manufacturing process where it's it mm-hmm. just massively skews the average. by like you know, Every other microwave that was purchased from that production line died after like nine months, and yours yeah. is just somehow still going. When I bought it, I was 22, so obviously I picked the one that most looked like a spaceship control panel. That's what, yeah, but now I'm 32 and I've got a microwave that looks like a children's toy. <laughs> so I'd like one a bit more sophisticated looking. That looks like some kind of spaceship control panel. But like a really sleek one. Yeah. Mm. But also, is it acceptable to... Because it needs cleaning because something happened in there. I don't know what. <laughs> I, I was microwaving something and... I don't know what happened, I'm not going to ask any questions, but something happened in the microwave that now means every time I microwave anything, it comes out smelling sort of like curry. Okay. So, the obvious thing to do would be to clean it, but it cost me £30 nearly 10 years ago. I don't think it's worth my time. Well, yeah, how long is it going to take you to clean it? Well, probably more than two or three minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's not worth it. So I don't think I think my time is more valuable than that. So, but then I can't justify buying a new one because it works fine. So how how can I break my microwave to a point that put a CD in it? Well, so I I have an idea. Um, The oven, my oven, right, has a self cleaning feature. What? Yes, which basically means you turn it on super high and it burns anything in there to this like white powder. It's amazing. I, so I don't think that's. Just... I don't think that's a real thing. Who no, told I, you that? I, I think you're just the putting cocaine itself. in your oven. The oven told you. <laughs> so this is, 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 is your your talking friendly oven <laughs> that that tells you that man. tells you to do things and cleans itself. Do you live in a crematorium? No. You, you turn your oven on really high and you get a fine white powder out of it, and yes. then the oven is just clean. Yes. Have you been snorting oven, this white powder? Your oven talks to Happily you. no. No, it's got an instruction manual. But also, yes, it talks to me. Well. But yeah, so returning to my point, you can do the same thing for your microwave. Just whack it on high, like super high, for 10 minutes or something. And hopefully everything in there will have either caught fire and you'll need a new microwave or just evaporated. I'm pretty sure that's not how microwaves work. If you think for a second about your microwave... How many buttons would you estimate are on the front of it? Six, ten? I guess it depends if you have a full numeric keypad or not. Yeah, but I mean, have a, have a guess. How many buttons do you reckon are on your microwave? Fourteen. Yeah, that's that's probably about average. So I'd, I'd say, yeah, ten to fourteen. How many yeah. of those buttons have you ever pressed? I would wager three. Well, you see, I feel unmanly if I don't use the maximum full nuclear setting. 
but surely so, that's what it yeah, defaults three. to. Exactly. So you yeah. need to press one button for go, and then another button for how long. So that's three buttons. So all of the other buttons could just go, and no yep. one would know. Pretty much. No one defrost anything in the microwave. It's stupid. Of course not. Why would you? You defrost stuff in the toaster, and if it's too big to fit in the toaster, then it wasn't meant to be. You just buy a bigger exactly. toaster. Yeah, exactly. I have a load of redundant buttons on the microwave that I've owned for nearly ten years. How can I weaponize this? You can throw it at Trying to weaponize your microwave. Well, that's the logical uh, I mean, conclusion. Well, you you could like I return to my could, you could literally mi- you could literally weaponize your microwave by removing the microwave emitter from the microwave and pointing it at things. I don't know how to do that. I'll just kind of break open the case of the microwave. It's pretty easy to strip it apart. Um, you'll probably discover it's a bit shit for thirty quid, but you know the easier thing to do. Quite close to somebody to do many damage. Yeah, I think what would be easier would be to lure my enemy to my house, and then while they're waiting at the front door, drop it out of the first floor window. That would solve two of your problems at the same time. Yeah, because then I'd be able to get the microwave emitter, and then point it at them. And you would have justification for buying a new microwave. So I could drop mm. it on them again. Yes. Yeah. And That's thus the, the cycle continues. Dan, could you come up to my house next week? There's something I need to show you. Is it DanFan625? Uh, no. It's my self-cleaning oven. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm already fully booked. And I'm confident that by the time I'm not fully booked, you'll have destroyed your microwave somehow anyway. Well, um, speaking of coming up here and um, me dropping microwaves on you, it's mm-hmm. time for a report on the Kickstarter. So, yes. last time we reported, we had a grand total of £4. Excellent. Um, from one backer, I'm pleased to say that we now have three backers and a total of £11, with wow. 43 hours to go. So, by the time this podcast goes up, the Kickstarter will have closed. Yeah, probably. Uh, realistically, which means we need... how, much, how What do we need to hit our, our target? Uh, £23, so we're not even halfway there. Well, shit. These pricks who listen to this should feel ashamed of themselves. And not mm. just because they listen to this. Well, yeah, I mean, they should feel fairly ashamed anyway, shouldn't they, for encouraging us? But, uh, yeah, so I think it's, I mean, I don't want to be premature in this, but I think it's fair to say that our dream is pretty much over. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that, bastards. Well, all is not lost. Even if the Kickstarter fails, um, there are other options. Um, I could remortgage my house, for example. Oh, yeah. Um, that would that would probably free up a little bit of money that we could use to buy the beef bacon. There mm. is, across the road from my house, there's... Um, a farm which has got cows in the field. Now, I don't know the legalities of it, but I'm pretty sure because I can see them within 30 seconds of leaving my front door, they're fair game. I think that's... I think there's a loophole that says... Dan, Dan can we get clarification here? You just, well, when you say fair game, what are you trying to do to them? Tip them over? Cut the bacon out of them? Well, ki- kill them and... Um, how do you get bacon? I suppose you just take a like a potato peeler and slide it along their back for a bit. Pretty much, then you then you baconize the meat. Yeah, but I think because I can do that without having to walk for more than hundred yards, that's uh, that's fine. I think. Yep, sounds good to me. 
Excellent. Cool. Well, so so we do have fallback options in the event the Kickstarter fails. Um, obviously, our first duty is to you, the listeners, um, and as such, we will do everything in our power to make ourselves a beef bacon sandwich and eat it um, so that we can report back. Uh, if Kickstarter fails us, then we'll just have to see where our, ingen- our ingenuity takes us. But I'm... Uh... I mean, I'm not angry at the listeners. I'm just, I'm just very disappointed, really. I mean, mm, three, it is disappointing. Three of them have uh, have understood, and and you know, three three of them get this. One of them who I don't think even listens, but certainly two of our listeners they they understand. But uh, all the rest of you, what, you, yeah. think you, you think you get this thing for free? You don't have to give anything back. What the fuck, right? Exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's just. It's typical of today's society. We don't we don't do this because we enjoy it. I mean, Christ, I hate these bastards, and I still have to talk to them every fortnight just so you can listen to this crap on your way to work mm. or home from work. Yeah, I think I think all of our listeners need to have a, a good think about their priorities. Yep. Actually, no, they might stop listening. Don't think about your priorities. No, your priorities are meaningless in the grand scheme yes, of things. Yes, just listen to this. But also, please give us some money for beef bacon. Because we love beef bacon. Well, we don't know. That's the yeah, point. It it's, might it's, be, a, it's a scientific... It it's might, a journey of scientific discovery. It might be awful. Mm, probably won't be, though. So, uh, yeah, anyway, apart from apart from that... Uh, you know the diamond heist that happened in London the other week? Yeah, that was the one where the, they 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 broke in at, to a like safe deposit storage, and the police didn't bother to attend, even though they knew there was a robbery going on. Yeah, why is the news just regurgitating the contents of a crime novel and not reporting on things that have actually happened? Because that people don't steal diamonds anymore. It's not the nineteen forties. No, no, and it, it seems very strange that. I mean, obviously. I suppose if you, I I don't know I don't own any diamonds but if I had diamonds I mean would I just I don't know why you would just say like some random person can you just store these in your your safe deposit box just mm. in case I you know need some diamonds and and can come and get them I think there was um, mm. a man who was on the news who he'd had like some diamonds stolen out of his safe box that he hadn't insured and they were worth like three hundred and fifty thousand pounds and I thought well. You know, we, you and me, we got different problems, mate. Because I don't own anything that costs three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. And if I did, I certainly wouldn't leave in a fucking safety deposit box uninsured. Yeah, that that no. to to me that seems like the sort of thing that somebody would do if they don't give a shit about three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Yeah, I mean, like, they, it, once you reach the point of wealth where three hundred fifty thousand pounds is just so little that it's more hassle than it's worth. To ensure that stuff. I mean, I know that Go Compare is a bit of a chore, but come on. Mm. If they like robbed a food bank, I'd feel quite indignant and outraged. But they just stole some diamonds from a lot of people who could afford diamonds, and you think, well, and who seemingly didn't insure them, and who didn't actually want the diamonds because they left them in a safe deposit box somewhere. Why do you own three hundred thousand pounds worth of diamonds and not just sit there looking at them? Because they're pretty sparkly. I mean, it's quite a good thing to look at. Yeah, mm. just keep them in a box somewhere in, in yeah. another building that's not even owned by you. The the police don't even bother to turn up if there's an alarm. Yeah, maybe they were in on it. 
Well, probably. Well, no, is that liable? Who knows? Um, it got me thinking that because this is, I assume, public opinion, I haven't asked anybody else, but it seems ludicrous that my opinion wouldn't match just what everybody else in the country is thinking. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought maybe we should do a diamond heist. So uh, yeah, see the problem. I'm going to assign some roles. Okay. Adam, I would like you to be the safe cracker. All right. Have you ever sa- <laughs> safe to crack? Um, I, I have not, but I've seen loads of people do it on TV. So I, th- I think you, you spin the wheel thing a bit. Yeah, and you, then... you, you get a stethoscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like you, you, you punch a doctor and steal a stethoscope. And you and get then... a little hand drill out of the DT room. Yeah, and then you like you 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 do something with the drill in the thing, and then you put the stethoscope up against it, and you spin that dial that Americans have on their lockers. That's it, yeah. Um, and then the safe opens. Yeah. So right, brilliant. Yeah. You're you're the safe man. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'm going to be the lookout and the gun shooter. Okay. So I will um stand sort of by the entrance and look for the po- popo. I think they're called. And uh, when they turn up, I will initiate a shootout, um, even if it's not necessary. Excellent. Because I've seen Heat, and you know that bit where Robert De Niro is walking down the road with um, an assault rifle just shooting at the police cars? Well, that's... I mean, that's all I want to do in life, really. So I'll be doing that. And, uh, Dan, you can be our wheelman. Oh, awesome. So uh, you will be responsible for getting the getaway car doing things to make it not have number plates on it. Uh, you can paint it, you can put some rims on it, some neon lights to make it blend in. Um, and then you've got to get us out of there. Yep, can do that. But unfortunately, because there's three of us, one of us will die. Shit. Why? What, what do you mean, why? Why will one of us die? Because there's three of us. There's three of us robbing a bank. One of us will die. Have you not? Have you ever seen a film? Well, yeah. Every film has three people robbing a bank and one of them dies. So it can't be Dan because he's a getaway driver who yeah. doesn't really want to be doing this, but I've got him by the balls, basically, because I've been blackmailing him and I know stuff. Shit, are you the mastermind? I am the mastermind, which means... Well, I'm fucked then, aren't no, I? No, the mastermind's the one who dies. You're the hero. Am I? Sweet. Is he, is he like yeah. the anti-hero? No, I'm I'm the anti-hero, but I I'm going to get killed. Probably not in a shootout, but in the getaway, I'm going to be. I think I'm going to be leaning out of the car with a rocket launcher, and the police are going to take me out from a helicopter. Mm. Uh, so yeah, you two will you two will get away. Dan didn't want to be there, but um, I I strong-armed him into it and threatened him. Uh, Adam was just doing this as one last job so that he can retire, and uh, because he owed me. And uh, you know, we we go way back. Mm. So Dan will ultimately die during the police investigation and uh, sort of the plans that you make to to get away with it. But you won't die during the actual heist, which is good news. Yeah. So and then Adam, you're the one who will get away with it and live happily ever after because um, basically crime pays. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I like the sound of this. Yeah, and you will also get the girl. So well awesome. done for that. Well, I think this has worked out quite nicely for me. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, what are you going to do with your winnings, proceeds? Proceeds. Yeah, I think crime has proceeds. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it depends how much money are we likely to be talking about here. Obviously, I've got to, you know, make sure I budget appropriately. 
Um, you know, are we talking, you know, well, this is nice, nice. Well, no, I mean, come on, you got to, you got to think. Are we talking like, you know, nice house in a country with no extradition treaty or private island? Mm. Well, I think um, I'm going to say we're going to clear twenty million. Okay, so that's that's probably not private island money. That that's probably comfortable lifestyle in a sunny country with no extradition. That's treaty. that's a big fucking house in. Probably not Brazil, Brazil. but uh, maybe Gibraltar? Gibraltar is, uh, you know, a British protectorate, so oh, right. okay. that, that would be a bad idea. Malta. Malta, I think that would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. don't know about their extradition laws, but they probably don't give a shit. So you'll have the biggest house there, and uh, yeah, everything's going to work out very well for you. Sweet. Um, you will have to kill, I guess, four or five cops. So how do you feel yeah. about that? I'll make an omelette without breaking some eggs. Well, that's true enough. <laughs> mm. I think that's probably a good time to end. I think so. Uh, Dan, think... can you um, say something but get it all wrong and fuck it up so I've got something to put on the outtake bit after the music at the end of the podcast, please? Hi, my name's Graham, and this is the three-star podcast. <laughs> you know, your name's Dan. It's uh, two-star. Yeah. God, what yes. a crazy guy. What a crazy guy. All right, thanks. Cool. Oh shit, it's late. It's not that late. No, I know, but. Your oven's going to tell you to go to bed. No, but I've got to like iron a shirt and stuff. I hate wearing a shirt. Does, does your iron not like, you know, tell you when your shirts need ironing? <laughs> and then you can turn it really high and just vaporize <laughs> well, it. It wants me to feed it bodies. That. What can I say? I, I have to kill to satisfy its hunger sometimes, but, you know. Doesn't everyone? If you were going to kill somebody, you wouldn't use an iron, would you? Unless you were dropping it out the first floor window onto their head. I guess it was the first thing that was, you know, came to hand. Well, I suppose, yeah. It'd be quite a lot of effort, I have to admit. You've got a good alibi, because you could say, no, officer, I would just brought my iron here in case I need to do some ironing. No. Well, maybe you'd be ironing at the then. time, and then, mm. you know, like, I, I was just, I was doing my ironing, it couldn't have been me. It's not the perfect murder weapon, is it? Obviously, we know that to be um, a leg of lamb. And then when the inspector comes around to investigate the murder, he eats the leg of lamb. He he disposes of the evidence, so he is in on it, and he's as culpable as you are. It's it's flawless. Or um, a dagger made of ice. Yeah. Mm. Or some ice bullets. I, yeah. The problem with ice bullets is oh, yes. that you've got a very limited window in which to use them. Oh, so put... applies to the ice knife. Yeah, well, you could keep that in a cool box. You could keep the gun mm. with the ice bullets in the cool box. But guns don't work in cold conditions. Shit. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd have to keep them in the clip, but then they'd all melt. Yeah, you're right, I hadn't thought this plan through. And that would just turn your gun into a water pistol. Yeah, sorry about that. That which, was that was stupid of me. Which would be pretty funny, but it wouldn't it wouldn't kill anyone. Unless uh, you froze acid instead of water, in which case it would kill them. And that, again, is the perfect crime. Except for the fact that um, you've got acid all over your clothes and the police will do a swab. Mm. And that ultraviolet light thing that shows up all your spaff. I, I thought that was for blood. It's all the same, isn't it? Mm. All comes out the same. <laughs> yes. Christ, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> Right, yeah, we're actually going now. Bye.
Cool. See ya. Hi, my name's Graham, and this is the Three Star Podcast. No, no your name's Dan. It's Two Star. Yeah. God, what yes. a crazy guy. What a crazy guy. <laughs>